Hello and welcome to the Climbing Daily Wednesday news show. Today we're talking about the hardest trad route in the world, a bunch of 8C boulders and an enormous Lego set. I am more excited by the Lego news than anything else that we've got written down. Yeah? Yeah. Why? You like, that? you like your Lego? I love, who doesn't love Lego? I mean, you, you're, as a father, you must love Lego. I do, I do like Lego, although it gets everywhere. It's true, and you step on it and all that. Mm -hmm. Teresa is sick today. Uh, no COVID yep. sick. We've got confirmed on that one. She's yeah, right. she's negative. Mm. Ghost Rider. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> but thanks very, very much for having me back. It's been a while. I feel like I've been doing other things. Mm -hmm. I kind of let you guys do it. Yeah. Uh, but because she's sick, I'm sick cover basically. You are, yeah, you're the super sub. I'm the super six cover. Yeah. What's the word, the guys? I'm the replacement teacher. Yes, it, the, what is it? A substitute teacher? No, substitute teacher. Substitute yeah. teacher. Yeah. Well, welcome. I won't try Jack to Black. bully you, you know, in this situation. Yeah, but thanks very much for having me back. Uh, first up, we've got some impressive news from Sebois, who's been sending hard in France. French climber Sebois, who in spite of COVID has had an impressive year in 2020, has put up another extremely hard sport climb in France. The route named Beyond Integral can be found in the Pic Saint-Louis sector near Montpellier and Seb has proposed a route of 9B forward slash plus. He says that the moves are on the same level as the Adamanger route move in Norway and the other recent hard fast ascent Seb put up in Verdun, La Rage d'Adam. We caught up with Seb a little earlier to find out some more. It's a really long route, around 50 meters, and there is uh, two big parts, like one first part around 90 plus with two main crux, and then after this first 90 plus, there is a tricky 80 plus boulder problem. Um, so this had a lot of difficulty because when you did the first part, you are quite tired and you have to do this last section. I started working beyond Integral uh, in spring 2019. It was okay to climb the, the first section, but uh, it was impossible to find the sequence up there. I wanted to try it again seriously this uh, fall season in October. I fell two times on the last move of the world route. I was quite desperate. The bad weather was arriving and at the end I could uh, do it just before the rain and I was quite happy. This upper section is amazing because there is a run out without clipping uh, quick draws. You are just to skip two draws and fighting on the holes. So I think it's a super nice route and I hope some climbers will try it. There you go, Seb Bois sending hard, continuing to send hard. He is, uh, I mean, I, I reckon he's like on a par with Alex Magos as the second best climber in the world. I would totally sport, agree. Sport climbing. I think he's going to battle Adam soon for that 8C. Of all, sorry, 9C. Of for all that, people, I yeah. feel like, I know Alex has also done a 9C, but as a, sort true, of a yeah. third coming up behind him, I think Seb is the man. I think he's on his own in third place. I agree. Yeah. Although Stefano Gasolfi is going to have a word about that, isn't he? That's true, yeah. I think he's with Stefano in third place. Yeah. Well, guys, you comment down below. What's the top four <coughs> sport climbers in the world right now? One, two, three, four down below. Let's see how many comments we can generate on that. Now, hard trad routes, uh, they have a certain mystique about them. So when potentially the hardest trad route in the world gets sent, well, that's big news. James Pearson has made the second ascent of Tribe, a trad climb in Cadaresi, Italy. The route was first climbed by Jakob Schubert in 2019, and it's thought to be the hardest trad climb in the world. With technical climbing difficulties around 9A slash 9A+, the route features some seriously hard moves. 
James has some trad climbing pedigree, having already climbed other test pieces, including the notorious E11 Rhapsody. Despite bad working conditions, James finally got through the final boulder problem and topped out. We got hold of James for a little chat about the route. Somehow Tribe is just this perfect combination of hard moves, rests and amazing, amazing gear. Grades, yeah, so that's that's the subject that everybody wants to talk about. And you're right, I'm, I'm not really into it for one of many reasons. But between you and me and actually all of the rest of the world watching Epic TV right now, um, you can probably put it on your E10 counter. Uh, I think that's that's probably safe enough to say. It's... It's definitely the hardest series of moves I've ever done on a, on a tri route, and I struggle to really remember a sport route, even with the hardest series of moves that, that I've done or, or even tried. So it's, you know, definitely up there, but to put a specific number on it, to really say that all of that climbing boils down to this, I'm not super comfortable with that. And I guess most people thought Jacopo was not grading it for exactly the reasons I've just shared with you, that it was super difficult, he was maybe uncomfortable putting this one number on it. I spoke to him the other day and he told me that the real reason he didn't want to grade it is because he didn't want all of his experience, all of his journey to climb this route, all of the wonderful things about that line, to kind of end up just being summarised by another number. And that's because when you manage to climb a route like that, you get to the top, you leave, you come back down, you clean the route and you look up and you see just a line of chalk and nothing else, then you realise like what's so so special about track climbing in general. And uh, this line, I think for me, is probably the ultimate, or at least that I've seen so far, representation of that. It's something that really shouldn't exist, shouldn't be climbable on here, and it does, and it is, and it's just amazing. So yeah, that's Tribe, and uh, looking forward to seeing who gets the next repeat. Always good to chat to James. Congratulations uh, and good luck on your future projects. Good to see that being a father hasn't affected his hard drag, hard drag climbing. Yeah, I know. And I, I love the fact he's intensified it. He's almost got like a couple of hours a day. So he's like, okay, True. I'm just cramming it in. Basically, if you want to climb harder, have a kid. Is the moral yeah. of the story. Uh, next up, we've got some news from America. American climber Nathaniel Coleman has joined the Empath Centrain by sending the 9A plus sport route, which has now seen a host of ascents from the American bouldering royal family of Daniel Woods, Jimmy Webb and Carlo Traversi. The route called Empath was first put up by Traversi a couple of weeks ago, quickly followed by Daniel and Jimmy. Nathaniel's is the fourth ascent. So apparently uh, Daniel and Jimmy spent 10 days on this. Mm -hmm. Nathaniel got given all the beta, so spent, spent a little less time on it. But this is his first 90 plus. Mm. So what you're saying is it's soft? Uh, there is chat about it being oh, soft. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jens Larsen from AA.NU, uh, I think, interviewed them. And he yeah. didn't say it in his question, but from the answer, he basically okay. asked them if it was a soft 90 plus. Okay. Because there's a slightly defensive answer from Carlo Traversi saying, well, I yeah. mean, you know. They're pretty strong guys. They're pretty strong guys. You know? They're the bouldering royal family. I think, like, for me, they are essentially the, the American bouldering royal family. Yeah. And it's also, like, it's all their stuff. Without Alex like... Pucho's in there, definitely. You I think she'll say. be next on it? No, no, she's in the bouldering royal... Like, there's, a, like, an American bouldering royal family, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Daniel Woods, Jimmy Webb, yeah. uh, Paul Robinson. Keenan Takashi. Yeah, I think he's kind of like a distant cousin. Oh, really? Yeah, I he's think Alex Pucho's very much in there. Yeah. Um, Isabel Faust. Nina Williams. You know, Williams. Oh, yeah. This is there great. You go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is yeah. I'm imagining corgis everywhere and just really big fingers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
There you go. Um, uh, right, it's me now, and Sen's season is truly here. Uh, some hard routes are going down, and here's a roundup of some 8C slash 8C plus boulders. Matt Foltz, who has been simply on amazing form this season, has climbed the 8C boulder Death Star. In the last two years, Matt has really stepped up his game and has done eight 8C boulders in 2020. Stefan Scaperi has climbed Big Illusion, an 8C in Valdone, Italy. He describes the boulder as his hardest so far, and it took him 10 sessions over two years. Usually a comp climber, he'll be concentrating on outdoor climbing more this year. Vadim Timonov has reported on 8A.nu that he's climbed Low Perona, an 8C plus boulder in the foothills of Mount Elbrus. There isn't a huge amount of information going round about this right now, so let's not make it too official. We'll keep an eye on it. Simon Lorenzi has made an ascent of the Big Island, his fourth 8C. It took him just two sessions, and interestingly, he thinks the grade should be more like 8B+. So two talking points out of that. Yeah. Uh, one is Vadim's send. Um, he put it on his 8A.NU scorecard, mm -hmm. but his Instagram post about it was uh, in his own language, and it was quite hard to translate. So... It did happen. There is an app for that, Matt. Th there is. It's Google Translate. Yeah. I just, you know, you never trust these apps. You know, you put it in, it can tell you anything. But uh, you can actually, like, hold it over the text and yeah. just show you. I, I did have a look, and he has put it in his scorecard, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I just, an I'm just on the plus. And he's done them before. He's done them before. He's a strong lad. Um, it... I was just on the fence, just in case, you know. The other yeah. thing is, oh, hit the mic, sorry. The other thing is uh, the Big Island potential downgrade. Ooh. Uh, Fontainebleau. Yeah, font, the classic, fridge, mm -hmm. your favourite. Oh, I like a fridge, yeah, 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 yeah like a favorite. fridge. This is interesting for two reasons. I, I've yeah. never heard chat about it being downgraded. This guy did it in two sessions. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But you know, it's like a Jimmy Webb monster project, the sit-start. You know, yeah. The big, and sorry, Ned Fahidley as well. He was working it. Yeah. So potentially... The sit-start. Yeah, the sit-start, which is meant to be next level, all the rest. 9A. But, well, we'll don't say those words. 9A fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got, I've got an image of a fridge shaped like a 9A now. It's, it got weird. Um, but, you know, potential downgrades, who knows. Uh, <laughs> okay, next up, we've got news of the ever-present Jakob Schubert. It seems like lots of things have changed in the past year, but one thing that can be counted on is Jakob Schubert being strong as f the Austrian comp and rock climber, who has probably been the most consistent and best comp climber over the last 10 years, has been crushing hard in Arco. In five days, he climbed the Stefano Gasolfi route beginning 9A forward slash plus, Omen Nomen and Thunder Ribes, also both 9A, although he has suggested 9A forward slash 8C plus for Thunder Ribes. He has also climbed another six routes between 8B plus and 8C plus. What a beast. So Jakob Schubert still on the scene, crushing mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm, I, I keep coming back to this, but the forward slash thing just annoys me. Uh, the brackets thing annoys me. Right. I feel like there needs to be some kind of different grading system for all this because it's just, it's a mess. It's too much. Again, too many people on the fence. Just give it a grade. Parentheses. Yeah. Just so stop slashing it up. But surely, like, if there's so many, there's like so many little bits in between the grades, mm -hmm. surely there should be something agreed system. upon, <laughs> like all grading systems apparently aren't. Yeah, this, this is a great one for the comments Ridiculous. that the commentators could go nuts. So, yeah, uh, grade haters. Stuff. I mean, yeah. what does it even mean anyway? Yeah. What's a grade? Yeah. There you go. That's the title of the video. What's a grade? That's, that's <laughs> like that. Um, now, this next climber, I'll be honest, I knew very little about. But when a climber drops or jumps an entire grade straight to 9A, well, mm -hmm. it, it's worth chatting about. Palmer Larson has climbed the 9A algorithm. This is a 40 meter long route with a bouldery crux about halfway up and two more near the top. 
Palmer actually skipped the grade of 8C+, going from 8C to 9A. He tried it over 30 times with about 15 days of work, each try taking around 45 minutes. While we're on the theme of 9As, there's a new one from Matteo Gambaro. He's done his fifth 9A with an ascent of the 40 meter long Narcissus in Albenga. So I was looking at this wall, it looks very much like the one in Veralpsi. You know, mm. the speed into ground. Yeah, like straight up, no straight features. Up. Yeah, it just literally looks like a wall that there's nothing on it. Yeah, and 45 minutes every time he gave that a go. Why so long, Jackin? I don't know. Maybe he's just slow. Maybe it's a long route. 40 meters long, to be fair. Plus, 40 meters, that, that sheer. How on earth do you know where you're going? I'd get lost. Well, there, apparently there was a, a bit a few issues of, of route finding. Okay. Yeah. Just chalk arrows on the wall. Well, but it's a white wall. <laughs> True. So how do you, you, you do that? Spray paint. Just spray paint it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Just like big writing this way <laughs> yeah. and a big arrow. Someone is literally wanting to hunt me down right now watching this. Don't go yeah. spray painting on walls. Don't do it. It's not fun. You ain't Banksy, you know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't Banksy. <laughs> you never will be. Uh, what's next? Uh, that could be it, actually. Should so, we, should we move on to... Yeah. Okay, uh, we are continuing, obviously, with the paper version, even though Teresa is putting the non-paper version on. As we speak, she's doing it right now. Um, right. Vadim, I know I said we'd be on the fence and wait and see, but I think we can give him one on that one. Is it an AC plus? According to AA.NU, yeah. So, boom. I mean, Jens knows his stuff. He does, mm -hmm. as we've discussed. And then uh, E10 counter. Obviously, James won't be really be drawn on the grade, um, but we're going to give him a one. It's definitely E10, isn't it, Tribe? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, what does E11 get? Well... I'm, sa I'm saying this because I haven't actually spoken to him. This is the magic of TV, right? Because his interview's in about an hour. Don't say that kind of stuff. Sorry, but I don't actually know what he said in the interview. You can probably put it on your E10 counter. Uh, I think that's that's probably safe enough to say. But we're going to give him one, and then next week we might give him 1.5, maybe. Yeah, okay, fine. We can Something upgrade like him. Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah, fine. Cool, James, nice one. James, uh, next up. That's it. That's it. That's I, it for that. I'm surprised how popular the E10 counter has been this year. I am. I'm pr and you always knew it would be. Trad is back? Yeah, Trad is back. We used to think left. Crack is back, but apparently Trad is back. Yeah, Trad Crack is back. back. Apparently you've got some story about Lego ah, or something. Yes, I do have a story about Lego. Um, I love a bit of Lego. Uh, <laughs> it's really one of those and finally pieces. So um, here we go. And finally, anyone who doesn't love Lego is just wrong. Sebastian Cumo had a bit of spare time on his hands and he chose the sensible option of building a giant scale model of the 20 kilometer by 16 kilometer section of the Mont Blanc Massive. He started it during lockdown and it took him 10 months to complete. He used aerial views and Google Earth to plan the mountain model and part of his huge 100,000 brick collection. Apparently, he struggled to get the correct amount of white and grey bricks and had to make a special order. The model has impressive levels of detail and has become a major hit on social media. That is pretty cool. Um, anyone who's ever been to Chamonix, go into the guide office and look at their sort of model of the same thing. They've got it laid out with one of those sort of 3D map things, you know, cardboard yeah. and paper. He did it with Lego. It's super impressive. As an impressive uh, lockdown project. Yeah, it really was. It took 10 months, so lockdown and beyond. Before lockdown. Yeah, exactly. We started in lockdown and he's just finished. So it's been okay, fine. Just in time for the next lockdown. Maybe. That's more impressive <gasps> than um, any climbing feat I've heard of. It recently. really is, isn't it? Can, can you... I, I didn't realise that there's a whole thing about this, right? He's, they're called certain things if you're a Legoist who doesn't follow plans. 
Like you, you, you Freestyler. Sort of, yeah, something like that. It's a Lego version. And there's a website you can put your creations on, people vote for it and stuff. It's a community. It's amazing. Have you watched the Lego movie? Uh, no. Okay, so that is all about those two things. It's about like, on the one hand, there's this guy who just wants to like make stuff out of everything. Right. And there's this other guy who's the conformist and he's the baddie and the... The good guy is the guy that wants to make anything. When you say Lego movie, you're talking about the Batman one or like the. No, well, there's the whole bunch of them, but the actual original Lego Lego movie. Okay. Is incredible. I Chris Pratt is the main voicer. So that was the and finally. That was what, the what, and what's finally. next? Uh, shop and Meijers. Shop and Meijers. Do you want to do Meijers first or shop? I always think shop. Just get it, and then we can show him some climbing videos. Like okay, do shop, do shop, shop, go, 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 go. Okay, Las Sportiva restock, number one. Um, Las Sportiva shoes are quite hard to get hold of, weirdly, especially in Europe. They kind of go. Um, mm -hmm. They're always limited, so yep. we have them back in stock. So if your favourite model has been missing, go and check that out, link in the description below. I haven't bought a pair of shoes for a while. I would wow, potentially... Athlete, really, aren't you? That's true, yeah. yeah. I haven't bought a pair of shoes in a long time. But, I mean, literally, because I haven't bought But the pair you have is, is La Sportiva. Yes. So, if you like Katana Lace, mm -hmm. I do like Katana Lace. Mm -hmm. Big smile on my face. Look at it. It really it. is. I can imagine you stroking it there. Yeah, it's nice. Beautiful. Uh, the other shoe I want to talk about is the new 510 High Angle, uh, because I think it's a beautiful looking shoe, and I want to test it. Can we test it? I mean, is it already sold out? No, it's back. It's in now. It's back on a, in stock. There's a banner on the website. You can buy it. Yeah. It's going to be hot property, because the old one was like the classic, wasn't it? So this is yeah. Well, the blue Smurfy feet. The blue one. Smurfy, and then they upgraded the blue Smurfy feet. Uh, there's a load which of actually lost one. a lot of its charm yeah, and no one liked it. a stickability. Mm. People were like, "I can't climb now. My feet feet exactly. are blue." Do you remember we did an entire interview at ISPO with the guy who invented it, and we mainly talked about Smurfy feet? Yeah, and he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy at all. And I pointed out that perhaps it was a selling feature, and he got a little bit knocked. Yeah, yeah. I anyway. think maybe we should do more of those interviews. <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, that's shop stuff. I'm done. Okay, Medias. Uh, you want me to talk, talk about Medias? Do you know any Medias? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm just going to point out quickly that this week, Jonathan Segrist's new film is coming out. Um, you spoke about Jonathan Segrist's first ascent last week. Mm -hmm. You didn't mention the fact that we were going to have that as a film coming out soon. You have that film? I didn't know. I should have told you probably. <laughs> I wasn't here. But um, that is coming out uh, in the next month or so. But in the meantime, I'm going to show you a quick teaser of this. A quick clip of it. But basically, he developed this whole new crag uh in a beautiful area in america here's a little clip that is coming out this week it's friday thursday that's that's two days i just said it's coming out on thursday yeah Th coming out thursday this week okay cool can't wait um last week we had the world less traveled episode two mm -hmm. uh serbia you know what i'm talking about yeah the big film sort of the montage you film yeah so you've got the cold house media vlog mm. that's one thing and they just like release them as they go yeah but this was like this beautiful 10 part series that they did and it's like a guide of how where to go climbing and how they went climbing in serbia and stuff like that um here's a little clip from serbia so there you go there's medias i love those videos because like we have to watch those videos every week for various things i like yes. the fact that it takes them and then brings them all back together so it's almost like revisiting the vlogs in a yeah exactly angle. so you saw it in a rougher way yeah. now you see it in a more polished way uh but yes there but i think that's them at their best like making Kind of slightly longer form but polished mm. they're taking the time with them uh and they're beautifully told beautifully edited they're beautiful people he's it's got beautiful. a tash he does it very well does. he has a tash I and it works who knows i can't this is this is beard easy i get as you know but no but like i just i have great admiration for people that can actually pull off a tash and not look like an idiot is it a movember thing Josh Larson just has a tash every now and then right looks beautiful i'm not talking about charlotte charlotte doesn't have a tash fantastic 
It's fantastic, exactly. Fantastico. Uh, next up. Comment of the week. Um, we could sing. We don't. We haven't done this for a while. We haven't done this for a while. Yeah. Trace's not here. Okay, ready? Spoiling the party. What are we going to do? Just a freelance? Free yeah, style? go. Comment. 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 I love how we try to harmonise that always. It never works. I, well, one of us always goes first. Yeah. I, I've got a good one. I'm going to go first. Because it actually is important uh, in with regard to the 8C plus counter. Okay. We missed one. You obviously missed this comment as well from oh, last no. week. Oh, uh, no. It's from Enzo Balzaretti, who says, you guys missed Sean Bailey's ascent of box therapy V16. Check out more on the Instagram of at Fauci. That is Isabel, Isabel Faust. Uh, I've just checked it out. Indeed, we did miss did a we? V16. Oh, yeah. I thought he'd done box therapy. Uh, there's a little time lapse of him. Sorry, mate. Okay, I'm adding that in. Sean Apologies. Bailey. Sean uh, Steezy Bailey. Steezy Bailey, okay. Steezy, Steezy. Sean, So that's Apologies. added. Thank you very much, Enzo. Sorry. Good work. Uh, mine is from Ryan, and this is a sensible one, actually. He's saying, why do people care if a route is bolted? If you don't want to use bolts and the climb is trad, climb it trad. If you want to sport climb it, clip the bolts. As long as there are bolts, don't interfere with the established route, what's the issue? This is quite a cool point. But he's basically saying, like, who cares? Just put bolts, don't put bolts, use them, don't use them. The reason I find this interesting is this is um, Alex Honnell's opinion that he told us in Fairhead ages ago. He reckons you should bolt hard trad routes, make yeah. them accessible for everyone. Why limit it? And if you want to do it trad and be dangerous, do it trad. It's an interesting point of view and one I quite like. So whenever I see something like that, I always think of that moment where he said that. Uh, Ryan, you've got a point. You get shot if you did that, but you've got a point. But wait, we needed, we needed an answer from the, the, the esteemed Matt Groom. The answer is, Ryan, you've, you, it makes total logical sense in every single way. The problem is the but climbing community. is there not something, there's something uh, about not leaving a trace on the rock, yeah, right? Yeah, to totally. And that's, that's, that's it's tongue-in-cheek. Because, yeah, you bolt rock and then suddenly you've got bolts on the rock. And it's yeah. horrible. I just, I, I, I used to not get it. Mm. But then there was like the idea of like going to a mountain and being able to just take everything with you and protect yourself and blah, 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 blah all yeah. that stuff and not have to bolt. Yeah. I, the more I've kind of been involved with the climbing community, the more I, I see the attraction. Of that. Do you think there's a halfway house, like similar to what they do in America, which is once there's a run out section that doesn't have any gear, you put a bolt in or a piton so it is protectable. Maybe that's the middle ground. I uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> but then pegs get placed in the UK as well. That's true. That's true. There's like the ethics uh, question yeah. and answer isn't as clear as it could be. Yes, exactly. Uh, in different, but I do like I, the idea of like being able to go to like somewhere and going, not necessarily thinking that's the way I've got to go. Mm. I could go like a different way and like yeah. protect myself still that way. Yeah. That's like proper more adventure stuff, isn't it? It is. But the argument is kind of like climbing has always been free. Why yes. do we make it so elitist by only giving certain routes to the elite? You know, if we Absolutely. put a bolt in, then we open it up to the to the more to the populace, to the mass. Definitely. And it, and then you don't have to buy a very expensive protection gear. Yeah. Or you could just like tie knots in a rope. Public style. Uh, Czech yeah. Republic style. Czech Republic style. Who there knows, man? Comment below. You know the drill. Who knows? Who cares? Yes, exactly. That is a good point. And that's it. I think we're done. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well done. Yeah, it was good. Welcome back. Nice to have you. I don't think I'll be here next week. Okay, Teresa, if you, you're back. Super sub out. It's fine. Super sub, super sub in. Exactly. Maybe you go away and me and Teresa can do it. Exactly. I feel sneezy. Do you? <laughs> Maybe. You feel COVID -y. <laughs> I just want a day off. I mean, have uh, you yeah. had a test? Uh, no, but the fact Teresa's We had should a probably test, get one. Yeah. Because we've been. But within... then we're all in a bubble, aren't we? So if she hasn't got it. That would mean that we just probably don't have it. Probably, yeah. yeah. But we should probably get, get sure. Yeah. But and I don't want to go into a hospital and I'll have to deal with all the people with like uh, bio suits and stuff yeah, like that. Apparently, the line she had to do was like a hundred people long yesterday. There's a lot of people. Wow. Mm. 
All right. Anyway. On that note, see take ya. care. Bye.